Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me, and I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything, so sit back and enjoy the show. and welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me today my guest is a returning guest her name is alice she is a musician and a podcaster of in our own words she's got a new single out coming out november 2nd called dungarees and welcome back alice to the show how are you doing today i'm good thank you so much for having me i'm excited to be back i remember last time we spoke about so many random things i was like yes i am ready for this (laughs) all the tangents we go on but you know what? Last last time we, we were together, it was so awesome because we got to from music and Netflix, life insurance and like everything else, which is pretty cool. But we now we're gonna... literally every topic. <laughs> Hence why it's a little bit of everything with me. And I do have to exactly. say welcome back. And I'm so excited because you've got a new single out coming soon. Tell us about it. I'm so excited. So it's um it's called Dungarees. Um and it's really funny. I know this won't be on the podcast because you're not like recording the video. Um, but I spend so much of my life in Dungarees and right now I'm not actually wearing any, <laughs> which is quite funny. Um, but it's all about finding kind of comfort and home and when you get to a point in your life where you're kind of like, do you know what? I don't want to be swept away. I don't want to like live a crazy life. I'm actually really happy with this kind of comfort and doing the similar things each day and I'm just kind of happy um which is very unusual thing for me to write about because normally it's woe is me life's so hard (laughs) um so yeah I'm really excited we wrote it um well I wrote it during lockdown maybe just before and then but we've recorded it all remotely which has been a very weird new thing for me um so yeah it's I'm excited I'm excited to put it out there oh my gosh and the fact that you had to record remotely during this pandemic Mm. what we're going through that's so interesting like did you guys have to kind of do like a zoom thing or send in what you've because you obviously um play instruments so I'm presuming you're probably recording that part sending it over and then trying to mash it together because (laughs) you can't go to a studio and be together like what did you think of that whole process at the beginning like this is not going to be possible like what are we going to do it was really bizarre so up until recently my producer lived around the corner from me which was amazing had this little studio set up in his house um and we kind of we've always started in the same way so I'll write a song I'll make him like a little voice note on my phone of me just like playing the ukulele or guitar and singing along to it going I've got this thing um I send it to him he sort of makes some sort of rough background and then I'll go to his um we'll record it and then he'll go away and do his magic I'll come back in to do backing vocals and maybe some like the main vocals again um and he does so much of it so for most of the songs I don't play a single instrument I think there was a couple at the beginning where I did play the ukulele um but he does most of that so all I had to record remotely was the vocals um and so yeah we had uh, FaceTime calls where he'd like send me this like I don't even know what they're called see I'm not a producer you can like (laughs) I'm definitely not a producer um but he sends me sort of like the rough outline of the song and then some like harmonies and goes okay sing this um 
so all I write really is like the main melody um and then send that to him and then he kind of tells me what to do after he's phenomenal and I don't pay him enough and he's just great (laughs) um all I had to do remotely was record vocals um which is you know I'll do for my podcast (laughs) quite a bit because I'm sure you're used to that as well um but recording vocals as in like singing was quite different um I'm definitely not a sound engineer either (laughs) as well as not being a producer um so because all I have is like my podcasting mics and they're really not kind of built for singing um so I was like sat here at this desk with like a blanket over me to make like this sound booth and it was just so bizarre but also quite fun um because normally when I'm singing in front of someone if I have to do 100 takes it's really embarrassing whereas because I was kind of recording the vocals on my own I was able to do as many takes as I needed, which was good. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is crazy. So you probably learned a lot about yourself thinking like, okay, we're doing this. We have no choice. I want to get this out. And you want to get obviously production going. And you, how did you feel after when it was completed? I think it was weird because once I've kind of done my vocals, it's kind of out of my hands and it's with Kaylin and he does all his like wonderful post-production or like during production I guess um stuff and then occasionally I get a track back going what do you think of this do you like this or do you like this and what kind of vibe do you want for this bit and all that kind of stuff um and the bridge actually came quite late um we'd done most of it and we're like oh we still need a bridge Alice have you written a bridge yet come on Alice write this bridge and I was like okay I'll do it I'll do it (laughs) um but yeah once we got the final version I was like it's just it's great he takes these kind of songs that I write and he makes them into these like amazing pieces of music um but there are there are parts of it obviously I'm really proud of like the lyrics and stuff that I wrote um but yeah once we'd done it I was like we did it during lockdown we still managed to get this done which I think is really cool yeah that is cool and you guys got to be proud of yourselves because who would have thought and especially like during this time a lot of musicians are writing songs or writing their albums and it's even actors like uh, directors, screenwriters, they're utilizing this time to write stuff and being able to review and everything. So kudos to you guys for trying to pump out (laughs) a single for November 2nd, which by the way, everybody, it's called Dungarees. And oh my gosh, like what, how did you come up with the song? And I know you touched about it in the beginning, but also how did you get those creative juices flowing? How did you come up with the words for it? And what inspired you? It's weird because for, so for me, there's like two ways of writing songs. I either, I, it just happens and I don't think about it. I sit down, I start strumming some stuff and then I'm like, oh, maybe this would be a cool thing to write about. Um, And then other times I sit down to write and I'm like, okay, I'm going to write a song about this. And I found that that second part sometimes a lot harder because you kind of have to like put some work into it. And it's more like you're crafting something, whereas sometimes songs just sort of pour out of you. I think we spoke about my last EP when I was last on and that like set of songs was definitely something that just happened. Like I don't remember writing them at all. Um, Whereas for this song, the, the thing that really inspired it, um, was I read a book by Holly Bourne mm-hmm. um, who writes quite a lot about the sort of fiction books for young adults um, and in her book she quite often talks about sort of uh, domestic abuse situations um, but like with young people um, so like abusive relationships and that kind of stuff um, 
and in it, and I can't remember the exact quote from the book, but I've turned it into a lyric, so I don't know how similar this is or how much I've ripped it off. <laughs> um, but in it, she says something like, I want to feel the ground beneath my feet. Um, and so I wrote the lyric, I don't want to be swept away. I want to feel the ground beneath my feet. Um, I should really, because I'm talking about this in interviews now, I should really learn what the actual quote is from the book. <laughs> um, but it was just that idea of when you're comfortable with someone and you're just like, yes, this is right. This is who I'm going to be with forever. Every day is kind of similar. You know, we get home from work, we watch TV, we have our dinner, we walk the dog, we go to bed and the loop continues for five days until the weekend when you can do something a bit more exciting. <laughs> um, but that kind of, I used to find it so monotonous and kind of like, Ugh, this is the same every day. Um, I, I think, that, yeah, there was a song on my album um, about that. I can't remember what it's called, which sums up my memory. <laughs> <laughs> um, but about how every day was the same and how, you know, I don't really love this. Um, I think I got to the point where I was like, yeah, actually, every day is the same. I'm okay with that right now because I feel stable and comfortable. Um, so yeah, it was kind of reading that book going, yeah, I do want to feel comfortable. I want to feel the ground beneath my feet. Um, and then the kind of hook of the song all about dungarees. Um, so dungarees, so, okay. Random side note here. <laughs> Before we started the podcast, what did you ask me? <laughs> what are dungarees? What are dungarees? And so that was really bizarre to me because it's just something that's normal over here in the UK. Um, so they're like trousers with the like the square that comes up at the front and then straps over the top. Do you know oh, what? Overalls. Over, yeah, okay, so overalls <laughs> for us are kind of like boiler suits, like kind of full body overalls. Right, yeah, okay, so we call them, if they've not got arms, they're called dungarees. <laughs> oh, okay, because we have like the overalls and then we have the little, you know, little strip and like the little yeah. whatever you call yeah, them. Yeah, so the, but... the ones with the straps are dungarees over here. Yeah. Um, so I clearly I've written a song which is not going to work well internationally. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, but I, there's this brand that I really love and they make dungarees called Lucignac and I wear them, apart from today, which is really ironic, like I said, um, but I wear them literally every day. Um, so the hook for the song is, I'll wear your smile every day like a pair of dungarees. Um, because ready for some cheesy moments, my partner does make me smile and laugh every single day, even on the days where I'm feeling ugh, what is the point of this? Yeah. <laughs> he'll make me laugh and he'll make me smile. And it's that kind of comfort. Um, and so I sort of turn it into a bit of a joke, like, yeah, like my dungarees, I wear that every day as well. <laughs> um, but I think it works. I think it's quite a nice, like, com I hope it's like a comforting song for people in like autumn and over Christmas. And while all this craziness is happening, I hope kind of the comfort that I felt while writing the song, well, this sounds so cheesy, but I hope it'll help people feel kind of a bit of comfort as well. Yeah. And I see the connection and it's, it's very like, it's so sweet because it kind of, for those who are in a relationship and obviously in that phase of spending the rest of their lives with their partner, it kind of just, cause at the beginning of the song, I was just like, oh my God, this kind of feels like my life. Like, you know, you're so used to doing the same routine all the time and you're so used to just, you know, having that person wrapped around your arms. And, you know, it's just like, cause you feel that comfort you you feel that you're like you mentioned at the beginning, like you're safe, like you're, you're stable and, you know, they're never going to let you go. And, you know, they're just there, they will always be there for you. So I can really relate to that song because, you know, you, you have that routine that you, we both have at Monday to Friday, then there's the weekend. Right. But I, I really love it. It's truly, it's kind of like a romantic song in a way of like, 
this is, yeah, that's my partner. Like I, who else would I choose to be with? Because who else can, you know, be comfortable with me and how, how, who else can I be comfortable with? You know, so I really, I really liked it. It was so, it was so nice and soft listening to it. And it brought up those like little memories that you have with your partner. So that's what I really thought about it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is definitely a song where we're both probably in the bedroom, just doing nothing. You can just easily play it and kind of just create that connection. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. (laughs) But yeah, I kind of like it. So it's sort of, yeah, it's that comfort and that feeling of, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I like the idea of it being a romantic song. I haven't really thought of it like that. To me, it's sort of like comfort, but I suppose it is, isn't it? It's kind of a you know you want to be with that person and there's so many good breakup songs do you know what I mean there's like so many (laughs) yeah this is it um and there are like so many lovely songs as well about being in love and like there are romantic songs but I think I kind of wanted to do that sort of like that comfortable romance if that makes sense (laughs) because I feel like a lot of love songs are it's you know the honeymoon phase right at the beginning we're in love and they are beautiful songs don't get me wrong um but I really like the idea of it being sort of comfortably romantic I guess yeah and you know it can be a song for a wedding because like you're starting that journey or even like a 10 year anniversary or 15 year anniversary because you've grown this connection this comfort within each other so I could see that song being played at a 25 year anniversary because look at those (laughs) memories that you've built and the fact that yeah, there's ups and downs to every relationship, but at the end of the day, you got to look at it. Who makes you comfortable and stable wrapped around your arms, right? Yeah. So, oh my goodness, if someone wanted to do that for their first dance, hit me up. I will come and play that for you. That would be amazing <laughs> to have a song that someone wants as their first dance. Oh, that's the dream. That is the dream. <laughs> that is the dream. And I'm telling you, the listeners out there, you got to check it out November 2nd. It's called Dungarees by Alice. Oh my gosh, it's going to be in the show notes, but oh my gosh, Alice, what did the pandemic taught you? Well, in general or with music, I guess in general, it taught me how much I, (laughs) not in a sexual way, but how much I value human contact, like how much I miss, you know, giving my mom a hug, giving my dad a hug, like seeing my grandpa, like things like that it kind of I'm I'm so lucky to be able to like have isolated with my partner like do you know Mm -hmm. because I know some people had to isolate away from their family away from their partners and that would have been so tough and my heart goes out to anyone who's had to go through that um but yeah I think for me it kind of taught me that actually I do so for the first few months I was really happy kind of on my own I was like yep I love being (laughs) on my own life is good and it's only sort of in the last couple of months that I've sort of gone oh you know, phone calls aren't really cutting it anymore. <laughs> so I think I dealt with it better than most for longer because I I do like being on my own. But I also, as you can tell from this monologue, I like chatting quite a lot. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it taught me a lot about myself in that I need contact with people. And then musically, it taught me that sound engineers and producers don't get paid enough because <laughs> yeah. I can't do what they do. Um, yeah. What about you? What What do you think the pandemic taught you? It taught me to take on new challenges and take on, you know, new projects. Um, you know, I, I was busy kind of just taking advantage of these conference calls that people were offering and how to grow your business and your brand. And because everybody was home and I didn't know Stanford University, Harvard University was giving away free courses. And I was just like, yeah. I couldn't even take advantage of it because I was still working. But, you know, it's it, I 
was able to kind of learn so many things and network with so many people, even if it was virtually, um, it was really nice to kind of still talk to people. And I was able to do a networking event last week and go to it and attend and actually physically see these people and, you know, kind of create those conversations and relationships and business. So it was really nice. And I feel like it, like I said, it taught me to take challenges, take on risk and start new things because I felt like it was the good window of opportunity. And I've encouraged other people to start new things. Like if you're working from home and you've always wanted to start a line, this is your chance. Yeah. Like, cause now you don't have to consider the commute time. You're home all day. Yeah. You're able to like, okay, let me start a candle business. What do I need to do? And you know, you're able to do that stuff, for example. So it really taught me like, you know, this it's opportunity. Pandemic for me was an opportunity. I know for a lot of people it wasn't. It was really hard on them. And I don't blame them. Like you're trying to struggle of when is my next paycheck or will I even have a job? And that's, you know, that's always in the back of my mind, but because you never know. But I feel like it's taught everybody something in one way and to be humble and grateful. And I agree with you with that human connection and you know, I still work with people and we're obviously keeping our social distancing, but it was like more of, yeah, you don't see your friends anymore. It's not like you can say, Hey, let's go out for coffee for, <laughs> you know, on this day or this time and our last minute, just gatherings. You can't do that anymore. And it yeah. kind of sucked, but you know, but there's yeah. other things to keep yourself busy. And, you know, I, I'm thankful that I was still working. Yeah, I think I was saying I'm, I've been lucky enough to, well, in some ways, I guess, lucky enough to have kept my job and I'm able to do it remotely. So we've been told that we'll be working remotely till January, wow. um, which I get that I'm in a very fortunate yeah. position where I am able to do that. Yeah. Um, and we've all been told that, which is great, because to be honest, I think I'd really struggle sort of mentally going into the office. Because even now when we meet up with people, even distantly, like at the park, I really struggle with it. I think when you take something like that away, when you try and bring it back, it's so alien that you're kind of like, oh God, what am I, what do I do in this situation? It's a really weird, weird thing. Because the things have just changed so quickly as well. Yeah. Able to keep up with that. <laughs> yeah. And how's your podcast been? Oh, it's been really good. I've, um, I've done a couple, I don't know, when, when did we last record? I think I've either done one or two more series um, since then. Um, so yeah, I've been interviewing people and I'm on a break now um I really want to do another series um I'm looking for sponsorship because at the moment I'm running it at a bit of a loss (laughs) um but I also love doing it as well so I'm kind of torn between okay this is something I'm really passionate about and I love interviewing writers and songwriters and hearing about how amazing they are um but at the moment I yeah there's no advertising on it there's no um sponsors or anything like that so I am just doing it because I love it I'm sure kind of you get that I know a lot of podcasters do just do it because it's fun um so I really want to do another series, um, but I'm kind of weighing up the pros and cons now. <laughs> of, can I do another series? Should I do another series? Because um, people are emailing me going, oh, can I come and talk about my book? And publishers are getting in touch. And I'm like, I want to say yes, I really want to. Because it's just fun as well to chat to people who are so passionate about writing. Um, so yeah, it's been yeah. Going okay. But I haven't recorded anything for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, the thing is with podcasting, you can just, really just create your own schedule and Mm. you can really you know navigate it to a different 
you know venue or what you want to do with it like you can really can take yeah. control of the full thing yeah. um it is a lot of work so definitely like well you do to- hundreds of episodes don't you, you do way more <laughs> I'd be like you know 10 episodes for a series and then take a break for a few months whereas you're just like consistently firing these episodes <laughs> out I don't know how you do it <laughs> well it's because I like I think you I think we okay so your episode came out on August 26th um was it august 26th Uh, probably around there it's probably the time i typed it into my notes but it was episode 256 and we recorded probably two months before so i'm assuming probably between february march we recorded it it was was definitely before lockdown right because we would have spoken about it if it had been exactly so there's been a lot that has happened and um yeah it's just like i collect a lot of guests and then I record a bunch and then I just have for the next coming year and the next new year. And it's really nice. Right. But I haven't stopped. I don't know. It's just an addiction. Like you create this consistent program now from Monday to Friday that I'm just like, I don't even know where to stop. And how do I take a break? Like I do take breaks because everything's already pre-recorded. It's just when we recap reality TV shows, like you're kind of like, you got to beat the other podcasters to it. And that's yeah. how kind of how it works because people are fish, uh, fishing through like, okay, who's got it out now? I want to hear their side of the story. And you got to create that fan base and that audience. And we've been doing Facebook lives with it too. And then that edited episode will come out on midnight. And, you know, now I have an audience that I cater to on Facebook. And I remember we had technical difficulties and then we've had like 10 messages and people are like, are you coming live? It's 5 p.m. Eastern. And I'm just like, <laughs> That's amazing to have that though. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, how do I fix this problem? And Zoom was giving me problems and wouldn't link to Facebook. And because we use Zoom and then to link it to Facebook. And, you know, we get the uh, the viewers uh, interaction through the comments and it's so much fun. And, you know, now I know like I cannot not do the show. Like you have to do it. Just no matter what is happening, people are, you have those people that are going to listen to you too as well. Mm. So and then it changes that relationship with the thing that you started because you enjoyed it. So this is, a, and I would never complain about this because it makes me sound so privileged and so conceited, <laughs> but I start so many things as hobbies, which because I'm, I think we're quite similar in this respect. We're both very organized. And I think generally, if you're organized enough, you can make something successful. Yeah. Um, but then it turns into this job almost. And then you're like, oh, now I need another hobby for something that's just for fun. And then you turn that into a job and then you start another one and turn that one into a job. <laughs> um, so yeah, how, how do you handle that now? You're doing it kind of, do you still feel like you're doing it for fun or is it like still fun? Pressure or? Actually, you know, the added pressure is more of the Facebook lives because okay. it's like, I've created this following we get about 300 people viewing it in the first week and then the numbers just go up like our very first live we finally reach 4,000 views our very first live that's so cool yeah and this episode came out friggin like months ago and it's still being played (laughs) I guess people are trying to catch up on the season itself of 90 day fiance so all of a sudden it's like you know you've created this audience about 300 people in the first week and then you've got the podcast, which generates another set of viewers as well. And that's where I feel like kind of the pressure, because if I'm late or I'm having technical difficulties, yeah. then it's like, oh, my gosh, like I'm letting this person down, I'm letting these people down. Uh, but with the other stuff, like with guest interviews and then I do have I, 
uh, co-host shower karaoke, which definitely you should come on because you're a musician yourself, um, where we literally (laughs) pick a song of our choice between myself and the co-host or a guest request for the third. And we determine if the song could be a shower song or if it's a karaoke and this that is sounds a- so fun let's do yeah. that <laughs> yeah I need definitely. To go and listen to that that sounds so good <laughs> yeah and we started season two and people were asking for season two thinking like season one was the end we just took a break because we had to do uh 13 reasons why the very final season and we changed it up to how do we remove the social issues and then just kind of do that detective csi type of show and it worked and people were just like I got emails and people are like wow you're the only people that can really dissect it as a storyline opposed to focusing on the social issues and I was like I'm glad because a lot of people till this day cannot watch it because Mm -hmm. they're so focused on like what happens in reality and it's true it does happen in reality but we also need to give credit for them grading the storyline and you know, giving us the reality, but also the characters have evolved throughout the seasons and you, let's talk about it. So that's really cool. Yeah. It's the best feeling when I announced this single coming out, it was kind of one of the first time, maybe with a bit with the last EP, but it was kind of one of the first times because my Instagram following has kind of like grown quite a bit over the last couple of years. Um, it's now got to the point where I announced this single the other day. I kind of over the last few months I've been sharing like lyrics on my Instagram but not really saying what they were from and then I shared them to my story and went by the way these are in this song that's coming out soon and it was the first time that I kind of got a response which was like oh my god I can't wait for this or oh wow I'm so excited and I was like people actually care (laughs) it was just this really nice feeling to be like oh people are invested in what I'm doing and I think that's it's just such a nice feeling that people are like oh, I, I care about what you're doing. I'm invested in what you're doing. And you're like, oh, thanks guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awesome feeling. Like it, it's amazing. Like even with, like I said, like that, we have a couple of people saying like, are you guys going to come live? I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like people are actually yeah, listening. People actually care. They want to know really what cool. we have to say about this show. That's, That's a amazing. crazy train. Like it's just craziness that happens on the show. But, you know, it's, such a passion to be interviewing people it's such a passion to be creating those relationships as well because most of the guests as you know for yourself like we stayed in contact and you know trying to figure out like what's next for you to get yourself out there and you know I love having people back because you know it's just amazing creating that friendship that relationship as well and being able to help other people and and share their stuff yeah it's been like it's been really good running my podcast and so I've interviewed like Sunday Times bestsellers which is kind of like the bestseller list over here in the UK and things like that which has just been so phenomenal um and I also I interviewed um an author called Amelia Mandeville on the last series of my podcast chat every day sometimes for hours like (laughs) and so like you can meet like amazing people like like you say we've stayed in touch we send each other pictures of the weather randomly like oh what's it like in Canada oh what's it like over there (laughs) um and it's you just meet so many amazing people um so even if you know you're not doing it for the I guess for the likes or whatever it is you're doing it for you're doing it because you enjoy it and you like talking about it so you get to talk about your favorite shows and people appreciate your insight into that and I just think that's really cool Mm -hmm. how 
this kind of online thing becomes like an actual really personal thing I just think it's really nice I love it yeah I just love it <laughs> <laughs> so I won't stop <laughs> to answer Good. your question <laughs> I'm gonna keep going and you know maybe one day I'll take like a one week break but I wasn't the- telling you to stop I was more going are you okay do you need a break do you need an hour <laughs> I do so much is the thing so I do my music and my podcast and then I take pretty photos for Instagram but then the rest of my life is you know just doing my job my research like yeah I do a lot but you do so much (laughs) so I wasn't telling you to stop it it was more like (laughs) no completely understand and you know I do try to take as much breaks like I'm actually taking two days off this month and I was just like you know what two days this month are you because <laughs> it's just the way things line up with my full-time job and stuff and that's the other thing is like you we all work a full-time job and we have these hobbies that we're working towards to make them into something yeah. right and it's like you yourself as a musician as a podcaster and maybe you might be a future author who knows right like it's just <laughs> that's the dream <laughs> there we go right so yeah it's I, I think I put too much on my plate because I just enjoy everything. Like, I just love it. I really do enjoy what I do. And it's just, I don't know, there's that drive. Because, like, I've heard so many people tell me, like, you know, your full-time job may not be forever. You know, like, you're just a number at the end of the day. And if something were to happen, at least you can say, well, I have a bunch of hobbies that I'm working on. And let me see what I can focus more to generate something and then find another job in the meantime like life just goes on yeah and I think that's the thing that I think a lot of people are struggling with and I realize I do come from a like a place of privilege when I say this having not lost my job because of the pandemic and being in quite a stable position well as stable as anyone can be at the moment at the moment it's stable it might not be in the future (laughs) but I think so many people at the moment are losing their incomes and livelihoods and their ability to then fund these hobbies and that so like I say at the moment I run my podcast at a loss but because of you know my nine to five I can I can kind of take that because you know if you if your hobby was going to the gym you would spend that on a gym membership or like if your hobby was art classes you would spend the money on that I just happen to spend mine on podcast hosting and editing and <laughs> things like that um but it's I think it's hard for people when they're at a point where they can't fund their hobbies and so I think it's really nice when people have creative hobbies which they do off their own back and they're able to do it kind of not at a cost so if they do end up in positions where you know they've not got as much money coming in then they're able to kind of still keep something positive and something to focus on which I think is really nice and I've seen a lot of people kind of lean towards that because like say I had some friends who worked in a shop and they got laid off um and so like you say, they started an Etsy business together. Yeah. And I just think it's really, people find something, you know, even though their Etsy business might just pay for their food shop, they've, you know, they've done something there. And I just think that's really cool that they've been able to lean into that. Yeah, it's really awesome. Like I met so many great people where I was just like, wow, you just started this business and it's just, it's flourishing. Um, I had a friend who was always working towards uh, her side hustle which was creating custom stuff like on acrylic, on anything, you know, wherever since that cricket circuit machine came out where you could customize anything on every material. She took yeah. advantage of that. She spent the money because I didn't know these machines were costing about $400. Oof, and I was just a like, hefty investment. <laughs> yeah, it's a big investment. And plus the, ma- 
materials and stuff and you know the sheets you have to buy and depending if you're going to put it on a, a ceramic acrylic wood whatever it is I was just like that's that's quite a bit of investment but during this whole lockdown she's been pumping out product like like crazy and I remember meeting up with her because I had to drop something off that I had to give her and and I ordered some stuff through her just to help support you know support her yeah. and she did like custom stuff for me in the meantime and I was just like how are you doing first of mm -hmm. all because you know she was working at a child care center which obviously that was the first thing to get shut yeah. down and she was just like I'm actually doing pretty good and I said that's fantastic yeah. and she's like I'm actually you know what I'm actually paying my rent and being comfortable with what I'm making right now with all of this stuff and I was like wow that's yeah, amazing. amazing it is amazing I'm always I'm always almost jealous of people who are comfortable being their own boss because I'm as much as I would love to do that um and I'm always heading in that direction because I'm sort of trying to pick up more freelance stuff and that kind of thing but I, I'm, I'm always very wary because I'm like but then what if I need a sick day what if you know I need some time off like it's that I don't know for me and again this probably comes from a place of privilege because not everyone can but I like having the stability of being employed but I also am very jealous of the people who are confident enough to work for themselves <laughs> it's kind of that trade-off I guess between we always end up on this topic we did this on the last podcast episode we were <laughs> as well we're like hmm, let's talk about financial stability <laughs> um but yeah I just think it's really cool when people are like able to do that and throw themselves into it and end up working for themselves and being their own bosses I just think it's amazing my friend during lockdown started her own jewelry business on wow Etsy. Luton Handmade shout out to them <laughs> um but she makes these like stunning earrings and hair slides and she just makes these really beautiful things and I'm just like yes you do that that's so cool yeah. <laughs> I just think it's really awesome that people are doing that yeah and they're really taking their hobbies and just because it's true like you know with our jobs, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. And we can't just stay depressed about it and trying to figure out what, what are we going to do next? We really have to figure out is, okay, it, this is where my journey ended with this. Now I have to find a different opportunity and also kind of see what I can do to create extra income. And, you know, like with myself doing so much, it's because I don't know when my ending's going to come with my full-time job during these times, but at least, like I said, I'm creating this brand for myself. So this way I can say, Hey, you need someone to shoot photos during the day from eight to five. I will be there, you know, cause you know that I can create my own, my own price for them and you can do your own thing. And that's it. Like, yeah. I feel like this has really taught us a lot. Like it really yeah. taught us about everything connections with family, being able to, you know, kind of, if you were in a fight with somebody or one of your close friends, at least this way you could rebuild that relationship and kind of take that time. Like, fuck, we, we were, we were so apart and now we can, I understand your point of view and mend those relationships. And this was like everything. This taught me everything. That's and it's amazing. definitely taught you about your, your, your work, especially yeah. like, definitely. okay, like how, how much do they value me? How has people changed? Mm. Like, how do I adapt to people kind of being extra stressed out at work? And, yeah. you know, it's crazy. I really love hearing these people's stories and how they've just like, yeah, you know, I did this, I did that. And yes, I'm yeah. still not working because I can't find a job, but I'm doing this and I'm trying to yeah. do that. And I'm like, wow, yeah. 
Yeah. That's friggin' awesome. As well, on the total on the total flip side, not to make this sound too pessimistic as well, but I think something that I've always struggled with, but something that has been kind of especially difficult during lockdown, um, has been allowing yourself to wallow and allowing yourself to feel a bit down because it is crazy circumstances. So I'm some, I've done it several times on this podcast. I've gone, yeah, I've been feeling really bad about this, even though I've got a, you know, I've got my job, I've got this, I've got that. And you kind of go, I'm not really allowed to feel sad because I have all this good stuff going for me, but it's kind of saying to yourself, actually, I do have this stuff going for me, but also I can still be sad that I don't have all this other stuff. And because it's all relative, I think like we often kind of downplay our, like our upsetness and insecurities because we're like, we have all this other stuff to be happy about. Um, So I think it's also been an exercise in, yeah, like you say, totally, you know, this is a bad situation. What can I make out of it? But also it's okay to take a few days to just be like, this is a terrible situation (laughs) and then throw yourself into the next thing. I think is always, I don't know. I just, I think I've learned a lot about myself in that sense as well. And I think other people have said similar things as well. So friends who have had to cancel or postpone weddings and things like that obviously it's for the greater good but that's gonna feel really terrible isn't it like that huge day you spent a year planning oh that's not happening now or or it'll happen you know in a year's time that's still really sad and you know yeah they go oh we've got our health and all that kind of stuff like you can still be sad about that like you're still allowed to be sad about these things (laughs) yeah no definitely definitely and take this time to really rebuild yourself and develop and you know try to plan what's going to be next it could be the greatest idea is in your mind you just got to take it out extract it and you know work on it (laughs) although I did start with when we went into lockdown I was like oh this is great I'll have time to like exercise every day I can you know I can start learning another language oh I can do all these other fun things and I'm like actually because what I think what I realized is before lockdown I think I was working about 10 days a week somehow like I was kind of pushing myself to the absolute maximum and then lockdown happened and half of those things disappeared. And so I almost went down to working five days a week. And I was like, this is quite nice. Like, I'm not stressed all the time. <laughs> it's quite nice just working. Well, it's probably not even five. It's probably still like six or seven. But like, um, you know, I've actually got time to spend a rainy autumn day going for a walk, drinking some hot chocolate, binging Netflix. Like, and that's OK. <laughs> so it's been, like you say, I think in some ways, obviously not, you know, the, all the loss that people have gone through and you know with people jobs all that kind of stuff but in some ways it kind of has like you say made people reevaluate things and I don't think I'd want to go back to you know this normal that everyone keeps talking about I quite like the life I have now you know I'd love to go and see my mom you know I'll change a few things yeah yeah but there's you know there's some things that makes you kind of reevaluate what you were doing before and go well do I want to go back to that you kind of see all that stuff as well about the planet and how much better the planet has got by people not commuting every day and not you know going all over the place and you're like well do we want to go back to destroying the planet maybe we should keep some of these things we've just come up with (laughs) yeah I definitely agree that point of view with stuff and especially with the planet like it's really reduced a lot and you know in at the beginning, I'll be honest with you, I was just like, oh my God, everyone's getting shut down. And I'm like trying to figure out if my work's going to be shut down. Oh, being it was the- scary. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, for sure. It was scary. But then I was just like, 
oh, this is my chance. Like I'm going to get two weeks off and maybe a month. And, you know, I'm trying to think of like, what am I going to do with that month and utilize and just push my brand out even more? Like I had this plan in place and then I'm sitting there at work, watching the news, seeing if our prime minister is going to shut down the construction industry. And then all of a sudden I hear that we're not getting shut down. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. So how am I going to make this work? Because well, during, you just made all those plans. <laughs> yeah, I, I made up all these plans and I was just like, okay, well, okay. On the bright side of things, it's going to be tough. It's going to be an adjustment. You know, there's PPE that needs to be applied and we yeah. got to figure out a system, how to keep everybody safe and such. And, you know, I was just like, damn, like I'm not going to get these two weeks off. Like I was really <laughs> I hoping for it. And then. No, um, I was the same. I was like. <laughs> Half of me doesn't want to, so we're calling it furloughing here. I don't know what you're calling it over there. Um, but it's basically paid time off, but the government pays for your time off. Um, yeah. And so I was there going, well, I don't want to get furloughed because then maybe I'd be like the first to be made redundant in the future. So maybe I don't want that. But also I was like, a month off paid. I Yes, please. I'll take that. <laughs> I was kind of torn between wanting to prove that I'm, you know, prove that I'm important to the company. But also I was like, you know what I would quite happily take off four weeks paid thank you yes I'll take that bye <laughs> yeah yeah and you know it's crazy I'm just like because during even this pandemic everybody was home that I couldn't schedule at the beginning of the year and all of a sudden they're like yeah. hey I'm home um I've got I got an open schedule we can schedule this interview now I'm not busy so then dealing with that was just a little bit stressful because I'm like I haven't stopped like this thing this train keeps going it's going it's going yeah and I did take some time off I went away I shut off my computer and I just you know I said forget it my my episodes are being published automatically at this certain time which is freaking awesome especially when you when you've got anchor and some other hosting companies and then I'm just like you know what just let it be shut off and that's it but you know, it's been quite an experience and I, I agree with you. I don't know if I want to go back to the normal that used to be because I kind of like it like this. And it's really nice to just, you know, go into a store sometimes when you really need to and just, okay, there's only five people allowed in here. I'm cool mm. with it and be able just to, you know, don't even have to go to a store if you don't even want to at the same yeah. time. Because you're just like, why do I going to go up there? There's going to be 3 million people, for example. Right. I used to go shopping just for the sake of it in the, like sometimes. And now I'm like, oh, we could go into town today, but it's, an, <laughs> it's a risk and I don't really need anything. So I've, I have definitely saved money on those kind of things. I definitely agree with you. Out and spending on, somehow I'm spending it on other things, but I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of going, yeah, I think it's just different. And obviously I would rather this hadn't happened at all. Yeah, um, but considering it has happened, it's kind of what can we take away from it? Yeah, um, yeah. Who knows? Who knows what the future is going to be? It, I think that's something I do find quite scary because yeah. I love having a plan. Like I do need a plan in my life, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's the unknown, which I think is quite scary, but also in some ways exciting, but also yeah. scary, but also yeah. exciting. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you, and you know, it's a crazy experience. Who would have thought? But the fact that you were able to record (laughs) during a pandemic, that's pretty remarkable. You can just put that on your resume. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm no Taylor Swift. I've not come out with a whole album. Like, I've not, (laughs) 
you know, I've not just like, oh yeah, I just dropped this album that I wrote in a month. Like what? <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> but I'm still very proud of, you know, the one song that we've done because I am very proud of it. <laughs> yeah, and you should be. It's a lovely, beautiful song. And everybody listening, once again, the single comes out November 2nd called Dunkarees. And oh my gosh, I love it. I really do. I really Thank do. Great. Let's just keep plugging it. I'm happy with this. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. It does mean a lot to me because it's. I think you're the first person that I've spoken to that's listened to it. Because um, so obviously we're, we're recording this before the second of November. Um, but yeah, apart from my producer, I've sent links out to like press and that kind of thing, like early access links. I think you're the first person I've spoken to since then. So it's very good that the first person I'm speaking to actually likes it. That's a good sign. <laughs> It is beautiful. I really enjoyed it. It really gave me those warm feelings. It really did. I'm being honest. And I was just like, wow, you have a lovely voice. You need to put it out there. And whoever is in the UK area looking to have her have this single at a wedding, at an anniversary, even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to contact Alice. Maybe she'll make an appearance. Sure. Totally. <laughs> That's, that would just be imagine being the song that people think of and when they're like they think of the happiest day that would just be incredible that was amazing my boyfriend's in a wedding band so they actually do play at weddings and that kind of thing um it's less sort of like romantic and it's very sort of they're called the groove cutters so it's very sort of like groovy funky kind of music that everyone gets up and dances to um I'm just like that must just be so fun because everyone's always so happy and so kind of energetic it's Mm -hmm. always yeah they always do light up a room they're always a good band to have and I'm just like, I'm jealous. I want that. But like a girl stood the front with their guitar might be great for a first dance, but they're not really going to get the party going later on. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alice, I really thank you so much. And where can the listeners find you again? So you can find me at aliceashcroft.com. Um, you can find my podcast at aliceashcroft.com forward slash podcast <laughs> um, and my music at the same URL forward slash music. So it's all just kind of on my website. Um, yeah, and it should be available, the new single, on all good streaming services. I've always wanted to say that. All good streaming services <laughs> on the 2nd of November as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Alice. I'm hoping thank one day I, I can make it out to England after oh, this whole thing settles down. We don't know what the future holds, of course, but there is hope <laughs> that I'm hoping to travel someday over to amazing. Europe. I'll show you around the north of England. Oh you can gosh. go to the Lake District, up to Scotland. We'll have a great time. <laughs> I'm excited. Well, thank you so much again. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Everything's going to be in the show notes for you. Once again, don't forget to check out Dungarees on November 2nd. Uh, Download it, share it with all your friends, share it on social media and make sure you tag Alice. And that's all we have for now. Thank you. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queenpin from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken, a.k.a. The Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And you're listening to to a little little bit of everything everything with with Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of a little bit of everything with me.
I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.